0: No, I'm getting, I get a, quite a bit of pushback, um, not directly like in person, but yeah. uh, in physical action. So, Welcome
1: to Beyond Clean with Jim, a
0: podcast that brings to you on your schedule and
1: your environment, current and relative conversations on subjects that impact you, the individuals in the cleaning industry who save lives every day. Beyond Clean With Jim is streaming to you through PodBeam from their studios inside Jim Supply in Central Florida. From their six locations, Jim Supply has been improving lives with Clean supplies since 1930. Check out our options today for education, product, and equipment at GymSupply.net. Check out the seven pillars of the Gym difference. At Jim, we are not just another vendor, we are your partner. Now, let's join your host, Dave Thompson, as he talks with yet another influencer in the cleaning industry here on Beyond Clean with Jim. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. This is where we talk about anything and everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. You know, many times that goes beyond cleaning toilets, washing windows, and just plain facility maintenance items. Dave Thompson here, and before I get started, welcome our guest today. I want to thank all of you, our listeners out there. I was uh, getting prepared for today's podcast, and we have over 100 hours of live streaming. Now, that's not listeners listening to the recorded. That's just live streaming, which is what you're listening to today. 100 hours or more today. That also says, uh, by looking at the charts, Over 1,000 listeners so far, and we thank all of you that have been listening, and those people that have been listening, have been listening almost 10,000 hours to this podcast, and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support. Without you, this podcast would be nothing. Um, And with that said, uh, today I'm going to welcome back Sean DeVore. He's the area manager for Mannington Mills. Welcome back to the show again, Sean.
0: Good morning, Dave. How are you this morning?
1: Hey, I'm pumped right now. I mean, you know, after all of that, looking at the review of that stuff and and going, wow, uh, you know, we're in our sixth year of doing this. But, you know, it, it just doesn't seem real until you start looking at those stats.
0: Yeah, it's hard to believe that people pick up the information that we put out there.
1: Well, I guess that's why you and I talk every month. Exactly. So uh, last month we had uh, a special guest with us, uh, and, and uh, folks, if you haven't listened to it, I'm going to let Sean kind of tell you a little bit about uh, Whitney and who we, who she was and what we did last month.
0: Uh, yeah, Whitney Legate is our director of LVT and sheet production at Manning- Mannington Commercial. She's based out of Georgia, but handles our manufacturing, oversees our manufacturing facilities in um, Salem, New Jersey for our sheet goods and oversees our LVT in Madison, Georgia. So uh, just a remarkable person, a true leader, um, always looking for new things and innovation and design and uh, just was a wonderful privilege to have her come on.
1: Now, now, how did how did that all come about? You know, it's always interesting to me is how does, how does somebody find out about this and then actually wants to come and, and be on the show? I mean, you know, usually I'm trying to find somebody that will actually come on.
0: Well, it was funny. I was at a, this is post, after Whitney's, I was at the mill for a training uh, seminar that we did on a product called Liquid Legato that you and I have talked about several times. And we were sitting at a table and, one of the uh, people at the table mentioned that he was one of the officers of the company. He's like, "Hey, you should listen to Sean's podcast." And they were, they got to talking about the podcast, and he's, they're like, "He's somewhat of a celebrity." I'm saying, "Well, I don't know if I would go that far, but I would." <laughs> suggest, I think we trade a lot of good information, and that's kind of how it came up with Whitney. Was the same thing. We were at the national sales meeting and uh charlotte north carolina and no excuse me in charleston south carolina is where we were and uh, we were sitting at dinner whitney happened to be sitting beside me and i was talking to the person across me about doing the podcast and a little bit about you and our history and she heard me and she goes hey what would it take for to get on that podcast and uh, she actually asked so that was i was i was impressed that she would someone of her status and the company would be interested in being, being on my podcast or being on our podcast and I, I just thought it was really neat but that's how it all came about and then you know it took a couple months to bring it together.
1: I like how you almost said that your podcast.
0: Yeah I know right when you <laughs> led me you led me down this path the entire way.
1: Yeah uh, folks if you haven't uh, heard from Sean before uh we got together uh at a live uh, in-person con- uh, conference, which we're going to talk about today. But uh, through that meeting and some prodding over another year, I finally talked him into getting on here, and we're in our, what, third year talking together now.
0: Right, and then I'm claiming it as my own, see? You see how
1: that goes. <laughs> Yeah, That's what's so pretty cool about this. <sighs> and uh, folks, speaking of in-person conferences, you know, here we are, middle of '22 now, and live conferences are coming back. Uh, a few people have been to them this year, but I think Sean, they're they're probably going to be coming back with pretty good vengeance this fall.
0: It appears that people are uh, wanting to get back out and start seeing people. I know uh, some of the things I went to. I went to a healthcare trade conference up in Savannah, very well attended. Uh, people were excited to be seeing new product and out talking to actual uh, individuals instead of being on the phone or on uh, team calls or you know conference calls or whatever so I think we're headed down the right path I'm excited about it I think that uh, this I'm hoping that the trade show is going to be a good thing this year.
1: Now now, folks if you're listening to this today live with us we appreciate you uh, being here with us live on uh, Podmean live today and um, you know, Sean and I were part of our first uh, virtual conference this spring, and, you know, I think, Sean, some people have asked me about uh, the conference we're putting together for next February. Um, will this be now blended conferences? Uh, the ones that you've been to so far this year, have you seen any blended, or are they just all in person?
0: There, uh, Are you still there, Dave? They are all um, so far the ones I haven't seen any uh, virtual uh, parts to it. It's only just uh, been the live people there. We haven't seen. I haven't seen any virtual uh, part of it. I think this is going to be the first time I'll see that. Yeah, I
1: think that there's uh, some that are trying it. It is. Um, I will tell you, as a person that has to plan these events like this. It does present uh, somewhat of a challenge. I mean, putting on a conference live in person is one thing; adding the blended part and the virtual streaming to it is another. When you do one or the other, it's kind of one thing. But I think there are a number of people that still aren't moving around.
0: Yeah, I think it. Um, based on my observations, it's been it's geographical. The people okay. more in the northeast. And out west are not moving around as much, whereas the people in the south, uh, especially Florida and Georgia, are out doing whatever they do.
1: Well, hey, being people in Florida, as you and I are here today, you know, we were always moving around uh, a lot more freely than a lot of people in the country.
0: Yeah, I never quit. I mean, I I did during the during the actual pandemic. I did. I was home for about three weeks, but after that, I was back out on the road again. So. Really, well,
1: I think that was a lot
0: limited to who was available to see us. <laughs> exactly. So I was <laughs> what happened was the hospitals got really busy and the school districts didn't have any kids in them. So that's the two places where I went.
1: Yeah uh, So speaking of that, um, Sean and I are going to be presenting uh, jointly and individually at the Florida School Plant Management Association uh, here in Florida uh September I believe 12 through 14 or something like that yes um, let's talk a little bit about some of the uh, sessions we're going to do there Sean
0: yeah I'm, I, we're going to talk about from my perspective I'll be helping you on a presentation on carpet maintenance and on uh, hard surface LVP and LVT maintenance uh, those are the two things that are the LVT and LVP are the strongest things, I think, and then we should lead with that. And then the secondary is carpet because carpet is becoming less and less uh, apparent, even though the maintenance has changed a little bit with it because we're using mostly solution dyed fiber now and not so much piece dyed or yarn dyed.
1: So, you know, as you talk about these and these these sessions that you and I are going to do, you know, I was looking at some of the material that we've been putting together and preparing for. And, you know, I noticed a common theme um, that has come about in our industry that uh, I would say some people don't want to see and other people are champion.
0: And you would, and what would that be? Uh, Less maintenance? Or let not less maintenance, but easier maintenance. Yeah,
1: you know, more daily maintenance using yep. plain neutral water. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think this is you know if you're <laughs> yeah, unfortunately for those uh, people that make a living on chemicals, uh, this is not a story they want to hear
0: too much. No, I'm getting a, I get a quite a bit of pushback, um, not directly like in person, but yeah. Uh, in physical action. So I'll go in and do a presentation to a hospital or a healthcare client or even to an educational client. And that person who's been there for 20 years, uh, doing the VCT or doing carpet or whatever, and I'm telling them that we have, you know, cationic dye carpet where you, you know, it has a cationic base to it. So it doesn't need stain resistance on it because it has no affinity for acid base stains. Or if I'm talking about a wear layer on an LVT or a sheet good that, um, is a permanent wear layer that doesn't repair, require finish. Um, they're like, Oh yeah, that's well and good. That's, you know, that's, uh, that's what do they call that witch's oil or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's not true. You know, and then, then the next week, the chemical guy shows up and says, you know, I, matter of fact, I had one of my real good friends who sells underlayments um, sent me some documentation of a new product they're coming out with uh, that's supposed to help with, quote, unquote, scratches on LVT and LVP. And we looked into it in depth. And it turns out it's more expensive than if you would just maintain the product. Mm-hmm. Way more expensive. And th- then you're talking about putting finish on it. All right. So it's like. I, it's a constant battle fighting that, you know, chemical companies, those chemical
1: well, companies. Old habits die hard, Sean.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So we've been using chemicals and we've been doing all of this hard maintenance on VCT. We've been using all these harsh chemicals on all of our carpets before. And, you know, those habits of old... Are hard to break, and so here you have a whole generation of of uh, new people that are coming into the industry, and they're still learning the old habits. But we're dealing with new materials now.
0: Yeah, everything has changed from uh, the. Well, not everything. The-, the
1: mentality of the people hasn't changed no, yet. No, that's
0: that's true. But the uh, as far as the. Material goes, your urethanes have changed. You've got uh, aggregates in your wear layers. You've got, you know, different tick levels on the materials themselves. I mean, everything is changing on a regular basis. And um, the technology is just way ahead of where the average person is that does the janitorial work in, in, you know, the floor tech in a school or a hospital.
1: So, folks, if you are listening to us today, and you're going to be at the Florida School Plant Managers Association meeting here, conference here in September. We're just telling you ahead of time that get ready for it. Uh, the change that you're getting ready for is, well, water. Water. <laughs> the universal cleaning agent that has been for decades and centuries of time. Uh it's still that, and, it, and it's more in increasing the frequencies of our maintenance on a daily basis, rather than waiting till the floor gets so bad that we got to do something. And then that's when we get into all the chemistry.
0: Yeah, because if you do wait, you're gonna have to up your pH, you're gonna have to up your dwell time. You're gonna have to do a lot of things. And that's what I've often, uh, told people about carpet. I know that you're not a big advocate of standard vacuum cleaners, but that's what most people have. And I've told them if you will just vacuum on a regular basis, and if, if you did get a pile lifter, that would be excellent. But if you you know use your existing technology and just do that on a daily basis, you'll extend the, almost double the life of the material just by doing that.
1: Well, it all goes to frequencies of, of maintenance, and I think right. this goes to, you know, Sean, and this is nothing new, but it is, you know, whenever I looked at the, like you s- uh, mentioned, the liquid linoleum, the legato that you're talking about, you know, I, I really interesting in, in that product is the frequency and, you know, there there's no finishing required, there's no burnishing, there's no stripping there's no there's none of that you have to do this and and if you do those things it voids warranty that's what i was catching on that
0: yeah we're kind of going down that path i i've pushed from my perspective with lvp because we have at mannington we have an option so we have the cleaning information and how we recommend to clean it with either clean water or a neutral cleaner And then we have special cleaning if you've got a dirty floor. And then under that, we have option for finish. And I'm lobbying strongly to have that completely removed from our our database.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, what I teach in my class, Sean, is that, you know, we only use those last options whenever we've already encountered something where somebody's already, well, I almost said a bad word there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Somebody's already messed up the floor beyond repair. And you've got to do it because that's the only way to bring it back to life. Uh, and, and and the contractors that I'm working with in classes are dealing with a lot of that because people have already messed them up doing the old habit thing.
0: Yeah, I had uh, one uh, the other day that wanted, they had put finish, the maintenance person had put finish on the floor and they wanted to know what, their procedure would be moving forward i would say i said continue putting finish on the floor because you're not gonna it's gonna be very difficult to uh remove that finish back to the original uh finish we put on at the plant and get it even uh you're going to have places where it's opaque it's sticking to the floor and places it doesn't stick and it just really messes up the floor so your best move is to just continue putting finish on the product moving forward
1: Now, folks, if you're listening to this and you're wanting some more in-depth knowledge of what we're talking about, I would suggest going back and listening to some of the podcasts that Sean and I have done. We've talked about this for several years. matter of fact, this is what started our whole podcasting adventure together today is, hey, Sean, what do you prescribe on luxury vinyl floors? And I went into his booth there at the FSPMA show and presented that question to him and I liked his response, and here we are three years later.
0: Exactly. We're still Um, trying to get the word out.
1: (laughs) And we will continue to do that because I think that, you know, that's one of the things in our industry is that uh, there's just a lot of the old bad habits. And, you know, speaking of this, when you go to a conference like this, I'm going to be kind of interested to see how many – New generation, I would say, of individuals we'll be talking with about this, you know, this fall versus all of the old guard.
0: So you're looking for the turnover? Well, you know, we're we're
1: talking about it with every other uh, group of people. And, you know, I'm going to be looking at how many people of the old guard have left during the last three years since we haven't had a conference. And the new faces that we're going to see this fall.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. Um, we're, we've had, you know, in the industry in general, just through reps and, and different things, we've had a lot of turnover since, um, you know, 2020. So I, I, I venture we'll see a lot of new faces.
1: And, and that, that's why you and I are going to be talking about some of the same stuff we've talked about before with a new twist to it uh, as well, Sean. Um, now, one of the things that we're going to do here from the Academy, and in, in that is, of course, we're going to be uh, talking about our rock stars of Cleaning and the Rockstar Custodian uh, National Award, what it t- takes to do that. We also have a new program for you. If you're part of uh, FSPMA, gonna be there. You'll definitely wanna to come to the two sessions on creating your WOW. It's all about how to create WOW in your organization. Uh, we'll go through an explanation of that. And then we'll go through a one hour workshop of helping you actually create that WOW. Something that uh, I've been doing for years kind of behind the scenes, but this is going to be the first time we're going to bring it out to the general public and uh, let everybody have a shot at it, John.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be f- fun. I'm looking forward to it.
1: And, you know the thing is is you uh, when you do these these shows, it's always well it's sometimes difficult to come up with something that you haven't done before, but I think that's where some of this new guard of of uh, maintenance individuals um, they need to hear a new version, and I'm not sure that every person that presents a session is tuned into that.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about that. I don't I know that I've seen, in my own personal experience, like one of the big universities I call on, they they literally had a purge of people who were, Within two years of uh, retirement, during 2020 and 2021, they felt that uh, the way things were looking with the pandemic and different things, I'm not sure what all the reasons were, but they had a purge of people who are either retired or asked to retire early or given benefits to retire early, and there is a new, completely new group of people uh, in the in the facilities department, project management, as well as a maintenance department. So, what you're saying is spot on as far as what my experience is in the field.
1: Well, I have to tell you because um, if you've been watching any of our YouTube videos, folks, um, I just put out a series of short videos uh, on uh, removal and refinishing of VCT floor, and it was all with uh, new people, uh, they happen to work for Gym Supply. And they had never done hands-on the process of top stripping and refinishing a floor. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, as I'm looking at my mid-60s here, folks, <clears throat> you know, I have to go. I looked at them all after it was over and I go, all of these individuals were half my age.
0: Yeah, I had uh, some clients I'm bringing up to the plant for a mill tour that you and I talked about that I had scheduled, and I had to get their birthdays for their flights and different things like that. And someone that I've been dealing with on a regular basis, I never really, I don't, I don't look at someone as far as their age. I look at them as how they approach me and what their experience mm-hmm. is. Because there can be, there's a guy, there's a gentleman I deal with at a school district that's, you know, he's 38 years old, he's an engineer, he's running a, a, he's a facilities director at a school district, and extremely intelligent individual. And I learn things from him all the time, and he's a lot younger than I am. So I try to look at people that way, and when this individual, she gave me her birthday and stuff, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> You're 40 years old, you know? You
1: yeah, yeah, got shocked by that,
0: did you? Yeah, you got shocked. You know, she was 14 years younger than I am. And I was just like, um, I mean, she does what she does. She's very good at it. She knows her position, knows her job. She knows her, you know, very good, very technical and, and uh, commercial designer and specifier. Um, but it's just sometimes it catches me off guard that I am as old as I am.
1: Well, but this is what I was going after here, Sean. Is like these three individuals that I was doing this class with, uh, which was an on-site class, not in my classroom. It was actually on-site at a a location, uh, taking an old floor, and you know, several of them said, "Where's the stripper at?" And I said, "We're not going to use it." Well, we heard that you need to use Stripper. I said, if you haven't done Stripper before, there's no reason for you to go back and start learning about Stripper. Right. You know, new procedures is top stripping. And a couple different times ago, well, you know, we were told that you couldn't do that. I said, you're doing it right now. Do you need to go and use all of that? Oh, heck no, 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 no. I don't want to do all of that. And I think that's the thing that, that you and I in our position and working in these live conferences this fall, we've got to remember... That we need to inform individuals of these, well, I, I don't want to say new procedures, but they're new to our industry because we're so stuck in a rut.
0: Well, I think if, that was one of the things I was thinking about when I'm thinking about doing the presentation is, you know, it's you, you the word new is difficult because <laughs> you can say... It's new because, and people look at you and tell you it's that witch's brew again. Well, this right. is that, you know, I, yep. I guess new. I don't want to, you had not tried it on anybody else. I'm not going to do it. And then you uh, look at it as new being difficult and different, mm-hmm. you know, it's difficult and different from what I'm doing. And so I, I got to come up with another way to present that, that uh, maybe refined or, um you know upgraded or more detailed or some kind of different adjectives to describe it
1: but you're right unless it's proven people don't want to be part of that proving ground and you know I think that's what I teach in every class and I also just like you said I fight it every time I already know about floors already know and when I start asking I had to I had some contractors walk into my office the other day and um you know, they have, their, they've got these franchise uh, um, cleaning services, and they wanted to send students in for a uh, floor class. And I said, on what type of floor? Well, all types. I said, so you're going to send them in for a different class on VCT, LV, stone, carpet, concrete. And he goes, oh, no, no, we don't have time for all of that.
0: Yeah. So he, and there was he that wants-
1: blank silence, just like what there was on the air, folks.
0: Yeah. He because just was- wants to a whitewash it and, you know, put everything with the same brush. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And this is the mentality. And, you know, they, they so they've got new franchisees that are coming in, but yet they don't want to spend any time to learn the particulars. So I just asked the guy, what is LV? What is it made of? Well, it's luxury vinyl. I go, what's it made of? Well, vinyl. Do you know that? Well, that's what it says. And I said, okay, so what is VCT? Well, vinyl. I said, no. Well, composition. That means it's made of something more. I said, yes. I said, what's the other parts of it? He goes, well, it doesn't matter. I'm like, now you see this is the problem. And so, folks, if you're coming to a conference that Sean and I are going to be talking at, we're just kind of giving you an idea of what you're in for here
0: yeah because you do need to break it down and there's a whole nother evolution of floors coming that uh which are these poured floors so uh-huh. epoxy re- epoxy resin resinous uh straight epoxy i mean the all of these floors are completely different and polished concrete that's a whole different animal oh gosh yes you know and um people are putting aggregates in them they're different colors. You don't know what kind of finishes on them. Um, we're having an issue with, uh, in our, my side of the business is people are putting the polished concrete in and it's failing due to moisture or whatever reason it might be popping off the floor. We had, I had one in Jacksonville a couple weeks ago that it was a women's fitness center, about 2,300 square foot. And, uh, it's a tenant, you know, she's a tenant. Uh, she's a friend of the family, so to speak. I mean, through the, you know, all my contacts, she was a very good friend of one of my friends and, and she just couldn't afford it because she's running a business and she's a, a a tenant. The landlord wasn't going to help her out. The epoxy is just literally popping off the floor or the polished concrete and, uh, the way they did it. And, um, you know, the solutions we gave her were all of them were too expensive, And the floor was in such bad shape that we couldn't put a floating LV product over it. So she just ended up leaving it the way it is for now.
1: And, of course, then that creates a problem for the maintenance people on a daily basis because now there's no way to keep that floor sanitary, healthy. Uh, And and now you have a whole other series of issues, John, that that come up. You know, Sean and I are talking this morning about the Florida school plant managers, but... If you're in missouri and you're listening to a recording of this podcast today hang on because the next week after the florida plant managers i'm traveling to missouri and guess what i'm going to be doing some of the same stuff there at the missouri school plant managers and one of the things is we're going to be doing live remote podcasting from both of these conferences so for the first time we're going to be the voice Uh, Both of these conferences right here at Beyond Clean, right here on Podbean Live. We'll be doing some live broadcasting as well as doing some recording, some uh, intimate interviews and sessions that I'm sure we'll be producing throughout the rest of the fall and winter uh, with different individual facility managers. So if you're in Missouri or you're in Florida and you're listening to this today uh, recorded, bear with you. Uh, we're coming to your place, your place, we're going to be talking with you. So if you see this bald-headed guy walking around with a, a microphone and some headphones on, you either run to him or run away from him, whichever, but he's going to catch up with you and talk with you.
0: That I'm excited to see this.
1: <laughs> I don't know how many other people are going to be excited,
0: Sean. I think it's cool, though. You'll be like the man about town, walking around with the mic.
1: Well, you know, I watch uh, NASCAR racing. I have uh, my pretty much all my adult life, and yep. uh, I was watching it this weekend, and it, and and the young people moving in, uh, it kind of just kind of r- rang a bell to me because, you know, I look at all the new drivers and everything, and they're all younger, but I look at them, and I'm like, okay, so things have changed, and, you know, we're – uh, the lug nuts, it used to be five individual lug nuts. Now it's one big lug nut. Uh, the, the, you know, looking in the rearview mirror used to be an actual hard mirror that hung up there. Now it's an electronic video camera on the dashboard of the cars. You know, I'm looking at, at these things, and then I'm looking at, here. here is Kyle Petty, uh, who used to be one of the drivers, went to... Uh, being on uh, the you know the uh, the commentator, uh, I'm looking at Michael Waltrip, who used to be a driver, and now he's the uh, he's kind of the fun guy running up and down the pits, interviewing people. I'm like, oh gosh, I remember actually in uh, Michigan uh, at a Penske race, talking with Michael Waltrip when he was young and you know at, at his height. And now him and I are both, he's, he's going to be doing the, he's doing the, the casting on the pit road and I'm going to be walking around the halls. (laughs) (laughs) I know all that story, anything to you, but I thought, you know, here's the parallels of where we are in our, our careers. Um, So just get ready. I have no idea what I'm really going to be doing, but I'm just going to be coming after anybody. If I see somebody and they got a tag and they're at a conference, I'm going to be tapping them on the shoulder.
0: I think it, it creates some uh, good interaction between people and get people talking, you know, just here comes Dave.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't let up either. Does he
0: No, which I love it about you.
1: <laughs> it, it took me a year folks to get him on the podcast, but now I got him hooked. We want to let him go. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I want to, I want to ask you something else here. Um, now, I know that you have some history with some other companies before Mannington. And, you know, some of the challenges that we have in facility maintenance is we don't always have a certain manufacturer. And there's this Farbo uh, floor uh, that's been coming up. Um, and I've been seeing more and more people talking about uh, marmolium, And I know that. That, that like 10 years ago, there was this big push on it. You're talking about liquid linoleum. Um, is, is linoleum really making this big of a, a hit back into the market?
0: Well, I think that in the age of the, what leads that push or pull is sustainability. So you have companies like Perkins Will in Atlanta and some of the other, Gensler and some of the other larger design firms that push uh, sustainable products or products with uh, a lesser known footprint. And linoleum is that. As as far as the footprint, we're not 100% sure on it because it is made in the Netherlands. Uh, And we're not, you know, other than what they document. And I used to work for Forbo. They're a great company, great people. Um, They're very they have a great vision for, for their sustainable product. And I think that's, what's leading a lot of that is, um, you know, that there's a, a strong push in environmentalism right now with, uh, you know, zero emissions and sustainability and Mannington's even got a program where we're doing carbon offsets again, which that was a big push. What, and, um, probably, 2000s uh there was a push for carbon offsets and and we're doing that now at mannington so i think that marmolium is a product that's been around for you know probably 80 years uh and not changed a whole lot there's been some technology change definitely in the finish like we we were talking about earlier uh they've got more of a permanent finish on it now with the urethane that doesn't require um you know any type of finish. And of course, you can't use strippers on linoleum. It'll burn it. But um, I think that's where the push is coming from. And then you're going to see it like you do with other products. You're going to see it in certain markets better than others because either the end user, uh, like out, out west in California, marmoleum is really strong because that's a highly uh, environmentally conscious group of people out there. Whereas you're not going to see it as much in Florida or the East coast as you do out there. Um, and then it's pockets of regionality also because of the, the skill of the salespeople. You know, if, if you're given some, you know, if you have a good salesperson, it doesn't really matter what that person's selling, they're going to sell it. So, um, that's why you may see more of it too, is because you have a really good uh, salesperson that's pushing it in those markets. But um, linoleum has, in my opinion, of course, everybody has one, but uh, <laughs> linoleum has its place. Uh, that it's it's a great product for. Um, it's very uh, very ins- installation challenged. So you know if you're using the sheet goods versus the MCT, which is their tile. Uh, the sheet goods, you know, just for some things you have to do, you have to let it acclimate in the building for 72 hours. You have to pre-cut it and allow, you know, your links allow it to shrink because when you cut linoleum, it will shrink in the sheet form. Uh, you have to, you know, uh, underscribe all your seams. They don't recommend welding. So you have to have an installer who's trained in how to underscribe. And it's, it's just a, it's a very installation challenged product. Um, and the adhesive has to be right. It doesn't like moisture uh, here in Florida. That is a big issue. So mitigation is important. Whereas on the other side of the fence with the vinyl products, uh, the moisture issue is becoming less and less because we developed these adhesives. You know, we have an adhesive now as well as Mape and Ardex that will go to 100%. As long as we know there's an intact vapor barrier, we will we'll go up to 100% on uh, moisture with adhesive without mitigation. So um, those things are still apparent with linoleum. You you still have the moisture issue. They have not overcome that. They're not going to because it is an inv- it is a natural product uh, made with uh, pine rosin, wood flour, and linseed oil as the main ingredients to the product. So it is all natural. So it's gonna react to its environment. And, uh, but I think that's why you're seeing that, that um, resurgence of uh, linoleum based on the skill of the salesperson as well as the consciousness to the environmental. I mean, our, our government now, US government is ext- pushing electric cars and wind driven power and, you know, sustainability day in and day out. Everybody's hearing it. And when that happens, the linoleum tends to peak its head again and start uh, being a little bit more apparent in the market. And
1: I think as you you have the the sales force that changes and the younger generation moving into that, therefore, they're more aware and more in tune with the sustainability issues where I think what you found before uh, 20 years ago was it was the old people trying to figure out what sustainability was and meant and they didn't really get it. I think the new generation gets it from the word go because that's what they were born and raised with.
0: Yeah, they all want it. I mean, and they want this idea of electric cars and sustainable energy and uh, wind power and solar power and all this kind of stuff. And I think those are all me being an old horse. I mean, those are all good <laughs> things, but um, you don't. You got to have the infrastructure for it as well. So you can't get the cart before the horse. You're letting the... You know, use another allowed analogy. You're letting the tail wag the dog. I mean, you, you're getting so far ahead of yourself, you can't. Um, you know, well, make that, it but happen. this
1: goes back to what you were just mentioning, folks. Is that you? You have to go in and you have to check and you have to make sure that the parameters are correct for the application of the product. Today, we have so many more choices than we did before. This is where, like I tried to tell these franchise owners is it's not just as simple as one shoe fits all people. It doesn't work that way anymore with floor maintenance.
0: No, and then and finding the truth about what makes something sustainable, the positives and the negatives, you know, a lot of people talk about vinyl floors off gas. Well, that's not true. They don't off gas unless they burn. Um, you know, there, there's just, you can get way down into that argument. Whereas a lot of people who are interested in sustainability, when I was a four bow, A salesperson. um, I had clients that didn't care about anything. They just didn't want vinyl, so they wanted (laughs) linoleum. And I was like, and
1: and that's going to be true with everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I was happy to provide it to them. You know, sure. At the time,
1: right. And 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 that's the challenge of being a salesperson is you you have all the different. Uh, issues and personalities and circumstances and financial budgets, and you have to work through all of that. So there's never one, one answer.
0: No, definitely not. And I try to be the salesperson that will tell you that my. Pro- I had a customer uh, about three months ago that got upset with me that I wouldn't because I wouldn't sell him anything, and. <laughs> I told him that my product's not appropriate for your use, and you're going to be unhappy with me if I sell it to you. Well, I understand a salesperson doesn't want to sell anything. I said I do. I, I want to sell. I sell all the time. I sell every day. I'll sell. I sold before I met you today, and I'll sell after. But today, I'm not going to sell you anything. And uh, I don't think it's the right uh, application. If you want to go to another manufacturer that makes the same type of product as this rubber product, then you can go to other manufacturer, but I'm not going to go in, in there with you and, and have you angry with me in three months because you're unhappy with the, the performance.
1: Sean, you, had, you, you, you did not know that, but you exactly were leading me to write exactly where I was going to go next because my end conversation with these gentlemen was, I don't think that my classes are right for you.
0: Correct. And sometimes that's the case.
1: You know, uh, and, and I said, you know, if you want the cheap, easy, quick, one and a half hour version, I have a class online, take from it what you will and and use it the best you can. That's why I have it there. But uh, an in-person uh, class on how to do floors is probably, uh, we're probably not your right fit. And I think this is the whole issue today, Sean, is that people have to understand there's a right place, a right time, a right way. Which leads me to something else, folks, that we're, we're launching. Next week, we will be launching our new live show. Now, I say live show in the fact that what we're going to do here to get started with it is we have four individuals uh, that are getting together, um, one from a um, um, distributorship, And one from a building service contractor, one a salesperson selling product, and then of course I'm going to be the host of the show. It's called Talking Clean in a Dirty World. We're going to be taping our first section uh, next week, and hopefully by, well, probably Friday of next week, we'll have it out there for you to listen to, uh, about a one-hour show. We're going to do it once a month. We're going to have different guest speakers come on throughout the year, but uh, another service of the Academy here that we're going to do, going to be a little different because during our conference that we did in April, uh, several people indicated that they liked the panel discussion better or, uh, you know, just they thought it had something uh, for them that was different. So this is just going to be, you know, hey, I'm going to throw out a topic and see what people have to say and uh, eventually we'll get this live on the air where you'll be able to comment and check in as we do it but here for the first couple we're going to do it and tape it uh, just make sure we get everything right before we do that so stay tuned if you watch our youtube channel we're going to have it on there we're going to have a, a copy of it here on the podcast channel recorded for you um, beyond clean with ace is our podcast channel the show is going to be Talking Clean in a Dirty World, and I know that Sean here is going to be one of our guests from time to time, Sean.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I wish I, if I lived in Orlando, I'd be with there every month because I'm excited about it, but I just, with everything else, it's difficult to do that on a monthly basis.
1: So, um, we've covered uh, what we're going to be doing here coming up. Uh, as we close the show out today, Sean... Do you have any other little words of wisdom or any little triumphs that happened over this past month?
0: Um, no, I, mean, I think we had something happen in the industry that I did want to mention that was unfortunate. And we've, we're seeing Armstrong uh, go away, which is a legacy brand. Uh, it's been mm. a long, long since uh, company in the, in the market. Um, a lot of brand recognition known forever and um it's filed chapter 11 they're breaking the company up the last news this morning on floor daily was that uh they had sold their asian operation um or they have they've got a buyer for their asian operation they have a buyer for their australian operation which are two separate companies and then there's another company i think uh it's a wood company a h or something I can't remember the name of it. They handle Bruce. They manufacture Bruce and Hartco brands of wood floor are going to buy the Armstrong U S based, um, uh, portion of the business. I, wow. they say that they're going to continue with that, you know, moving forward. Nobody knows how that's going to happen or, you know, what'll happen. It'll all work itself out, but it, it's just one of those big changes in the industry that you would have never thought, you know, that, uh, you would see Armstrong go out of business, but, uh, um, that is something that's happened, uh, on in the flooring business here recently. That's, that's been a surprise and they've been on, they've been for sale for the past five years as a complete, uh, company, including all operations. And they just couldn't sell it that way. And they had a lot of, uh, um, uh, debt, I believe. So it was difficult for them to move that company. So that's, this is where it's out right now. So it's unfortunate to see that happen.
1: You know, it just uh, reminds us, folks, that nothing ever stays the same. And just like we've been talking uh, in this podcast and others we've done with Sean, change is, change will be. And you need to get with the changes that are happening because uh, to stay up to date and to be productive in this uh, arena of facility maintenance, uh, that's why we have this podcast so that you can listen to these things get the new information. Uh did not know that, Sean, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Armstrong going out. That's a gosh, my whole career I've heard about Armstrong.
0: Well, I mean, and what to to tie into what you just said. Armstrong probably didn't want to change as much as they should have. They held on, you know, they purchased RVCT back in 2015. Uh, for quite a bit of money for Mannington. And we, man, at Mannington, we saw that the VC2 businesses were going down and, you know, Armstrong bought that and tried to get the last little bit of that. And they just kept hanging on and, and I don't think they wanted to change. And that's why uh, on another note, you and I being in the business, I've been in the business for 32 years. You know, I, I saw the writing on the wall. I need to be involved in something you you convinced me to be on the podcast which helped tremendously um, you know i've got an instagram page now and i have you know an, a linkedin page that's you know a lot more detailed and, and posted on social media that as you know when you want to get out to your clients you have to change and mm-hmm. um and so that requires the people that do the maintenance in in the buildings that we call on. they have to change too so um You know, it's just an ever-evolving thing, and if you stay the person you always were, you're not going to be successful in whatever you're doing.
1: Well, Sean, as you say that, uh, the Academy of Cleaning Excellence now is on TikTok.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me you bought bought a puppy or something, too, so you can...
1: I'm not going to tell you, folks. You got to go to TikTok and find out what we're doing. Um, you know, uh, we're all over YouTube. We've been there, but we've recognized that uh, more people are listening and watching what's on YouTube. So I've learned how to do what's called shorts. Uh, and I thought <laughs> this was something I would never be doing. And and I think this is the interesting side of, of the what I'm doing now with education for uh, our industry is, uh, yeah, as you said, we have to change, and this is what we're doing. Folks, we're going to be at the Florida School Plant Managers Conference in September. We're going to follow the next week at the Missouri School Plant Managers Association uh, in Branson, Missouri. Um, We're going to have uh, links to those uh, two conferences in our show notes. I'll have links in there for Sean so you can get a hold of him. Please be sure to show us some love and follow our podcast here on Beyond Clean with Ace on uh, Podbean or on any other syndicated channels where uh, you get your uh, podcast from. I know we're on Apple Podcasts as well. Make sure that you comment, like, and share with others uh, so that, you know, hey, everyone can benefit. Sean, I like uh, having you on the show. Thanks for being on the show again today.
0: Thank you, Dave. I look forward to next month. and. And uh, look forward to the uh, FSPMA coming up in September. I think we're going to have a really good time.
1: Folks, until we speak again, make sure that you keep your journey healthy, positive, and always proactive.